0: kind of gave me great confidence too you know so there was a lot of skyping and a lot of meetings beforehand um because we we're, were there for a week really but beforehand before christmas and everything else there was a lot of stuff going on with songs and arrangements and everything else so we kind of you know there was a lot of work going on before we actually hit hit the ground in, in nashville you know
1: and you you said that you were doing different tours and things like that i know we were speaking to cliona hagan last week and she joined you over oh, yeah. whenever, whenever you're in scotland it was and so you were over in, in England and Scotland at that stage, and you are, you're coming back or you're going back across the water later yeah. on in this month, is it?
0: It is, yeah. We're back in November for, um, for like five nights, and that's kind of the second leg of it. Um, we were there for a week and a half, uh, a couple of weeks back, and Fiona was a special guest for a couple of nights as well. So, um, yeah, we're going back actually next year as well. We're, we're there over the course of kind of March, April, May. We're, we're, we're there like for about two weeks altogether, so. You know it's building nicely. It's, it's 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 mostly concerts over there. You know, um, uh, but we do obviously dances here and we do concerts as well. So, um, but now in the UK is definitely it's something that's working for us and we we love going out there. You know.
1: And is there one that you prefer more than the other? Either a dance or a concert, or do you just take them all?
0: You know what people? You know it's a question I get a lot actually, and I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, I've been playing the dances with my my brother, you know, social dances when I was twelve, thirteen. You know, so. Um, i'm very used to watching people kind of dance in front of me and all that but at the same time the concerts are nice because they're you know they it's a bit more intimate i suppose you can talk with songs and and, and 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 people you know the concentration levels have to be a lot higher for concerts because you're you're in the you're in people's eye all the time and people hear all the time you know whereas dances people are dancing away and kind of you know sometimes they kind of you know they, they're they not listening as, as much you know so you have to be on high alerts when you're a conscious but it, it's something I've got used to over over the over the time. You know, I would have done dances quite a lot, but conscious is only a recent thing that I've I've started to do, like maybe the last four or five years. You know, so. Um. But no, to answer your question, I I have no favorite really. They're kind of, they're both different dynamics and they kind of they kind of work differently. You know, but I enjoy both them definitely.
1: Now we just want to take a step back. Um, from talking to the talking about the present, back in the past, you were sort of you were always involved in music growing up. Um, mm. for your family yeah. and all that starting yeah. off with a trad yeah. background as well. How do you say like that
2: translates to the music that you make like you're making down today?
0: Yeah, no, I know I, it definitely does like I mean I, I, we we into trad music in a big way. Um we went to all the sock olds when we were younger and we group of kids and and everything else so we were we were very involved in it. um and that definitely translates to, and then my dad obviously my dad was a singer as well. He played in a two piece band called Coopla on social dance kind of scene down our way and, so we grew up listening to all that music, um, so it's no surprise really to anyone that knows me that you know um, I've got into country music and I, I, it's, it's a genre that I enjoy writing in as well. So um, no, you can you can hear you can hear the trad influence definitely. I mean, Irish country music is a bit different. You know, it's it's not the same as, as American country music. It's it, it's a, it's a definitely its own genre, and it's kind of a mix of traditional Irish music, show band music, country. You know, there's some rock and roll. There's lots of things mixed in. You know.
1: And now said that you have your yeah the the Kayleigh music and all grown up with that, but had done your time with D side.
0: Yeah, but it's funny. I uh, you know, country was what I started out with. Really, you know, like as I said, I've been doing since I was twelve, doing the Irish country social dance kind of thing, and um, did that up until seventeen. So I had five years of that under my belt before I I went to D side. Saw an audition at the time. I suppose every. Well, a lot of young lads in Ireland were looking at Westlife and Boyzone and going, you know, um, it's a great life there. So um, I got auditioned and I got the, got into the band. And, um, yeah, it was kind of it was it was five or six years in these days, and it's a great experience. You know, it was a great platform for me to to move on to do my own thing. I was always going to do my own thing eventually, anyway. I'd imagine so. Um, it just kind of helped me, gave me a great experience and. You know, we're on top of the Pops and TV experience and arenas. We did all the big arenas, Wembley Arena. Um, you know, you name it. They were all all on our different tours and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a great time, really. It was really enjoyable.
2: Like, you recorded over in Nashville there and we said before, like, you have a big trad influence in your music. What did the mm. American, like, audience kind of think of the Irish trad influence in, like, your songwriting?
0: Well, funny enough, the, the songs that I chose to go on the album weren't really because it was an opportunity to do songs that don't really fall into the irish country music genre it, it, was, it was there were songs that i you know had had wrote before but i, I probably couldn't put on a, on a on a regular album you know so um there's no really trad influence on the songs that i've that i've chosen for this is me album but there, there is one or two that kind of meet halfway like over the atlantic somewhere you know there's little
2: bit of Irish in them but nothing nothing too major you know yeah because there's one song the City of Chicago song that's like it's like it's almost like a wolf tone kind of song in the fact that like you're talking about people that have emigrated from Ireland to America but sang in a kind of very upbeat like American kind of country fashion Mm. that like I'm not going to say make light of the situation but like you're able to like describe it in an upbeat fashion
0: yeah well I suppose you know it's like it is a it's an up tempo but it's it's a haunting song as well and that's why I actually chose it because you know, it's 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 by no means a kind of a feel good song, but for some reason I I love it, you know. So um it was written by um uh Luca Bloom, Christy Moore's brother. So um I mean, look, it's a great song and I did probably adapt it to kind of suit the the dance scene, but at the same time you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's once lively, you listen to it, it, it,
2: you listen it, it, once you hear the message yeah, inside exactly. it, though. Like, you know, it's it's this it's, it's, it's haunting, like, you know, yeah. that's what I liked about it. Yeah. Like, it's just it had a great, I don't know, I'm gonna like, as I say, like, it was kind of lively, but it, like, it had a very, very deep meaning to it as well. Like, you could see, like, any Irishman yeah, could there's, relate there's, to it. There's
0: a lot of young people abroad as well, you know, and that you know, they're you know, they've emigrated and whatever. We, we toured Australia there two years ago and. The gigs were full of young, young Irish people, you know, that actually probably been over there a few years and hadn't, you know, seen the, the whole country thing take off, you know. Um, so that's kind of, it resonates with them as well, you know.
2: That leads us on nicely to the next question. Like, there's been a huge, like, explosion in, like, country music now over the last couple of mm. years, like what would you put this down to
0: i think it's a mixture of everything like i think it's 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 definitely the 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 main factor is you know there's a lot of young people on the stage you know so if, if there's young people on the stage and they're they're loving country i think you know it's going to draw a younger crowd And you know like Nathan Lisa you know myself we're all well give or take we all kind of came out like in the space of maybe two or three years you know um so that helps, you know, and that that gets a vibe going, and um, you know, the, the rest, you know, kind of as well as that internationally, you know, country music is is very popular now. It's it's hitting the mainstream, you know, and I suppose it's not out in out country, but like there's, you know, Taylor Swift started out with country, uh, yeah. Mumford and Sons, you know, they were folk, bluegrass, country, Americana, whatever you want. To say. There was a lot of influences going on there, and they're massive, you know. So little things like that, you know, and then the whole Nashville series and TV and you know, so country is, is mainstream worldwide now, um, which probably wasn't so much, you know, 10 years ago, you know. So that that helps. And then, of course, the, the young people in Ireland as well. So it's a very exciting time to be involved. You know.
1: and I'd just like to ask, do do some of your song choices, do they be influenced by <clears throat> by the audiences? The likes of uh, Shut Up and Dance comes to mind. You know, if the songs that are pop songs by nature and you take them with your country twist, is that to, to reach out to the to the younger audience
0: well kind of I suppose you know on on every album really I I kind of would be conscious of of trying to make it as a broad uh, you know appeal as you can you know so um, "Shop and Dance was a big song in the summer last year and you know I heard it first time I heard it I heard it very early on and um, just thought you know that's a song that could could potentially work you know and so I recorded this and funny enough there's lots of people singing it now (laughs) at country dances but I was you know that was an idea that I just came up with, and it works. You know, we finish the show off with it every night, whether it's a theater or a dance, and it just rocks the place, you know. So. But a lot of songs, you know, have a country feel to them, like in the melody and stuff like Wake Me Up as well. see, you know, there's a lot of country things going on, but it's just wrapped up differently. It's, 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 you know, it's whatever you want to call it, but it's the melodies would be very country um, and that's kind of what I'm drawn to as well you know
1: and are they sort of songs you'd listen to them on the radio or something and think that you can hear a country melody in it or that you could put a country melody into it or in some way is that what you look for in a song or
0: yeah well then, uh, yeah I, I tend to you know that's probably the last pop song that I've kind of recorded you know um, I, I tend to kind of I, I wouldn't be looking for it as such like I, I don't you know I, I, I'd rather do my own stuff my own stuff to be honest but um you know, if something does come up, it's, it's kind of hard not to. You know, if you, if you think it's going to work at, a, at the at the at the shows, um, and people people like a nice like a nice balance, you know, between original songs and kind of stuff that they know. You know, they want to kind of just relax and know stuff. So, um, you know, you kind of try, try and find it. yeah. But if I'm driving along and I hear hear the song on the radio, um, that's pretty much what happened with that. You know, I just went you know straight away. I said I'm going to record that, and um, thankfully it worked out. You know, it's a big download for us as well. It worked well in iTunes. So all good
1: and they were, we were talking about songs that you're covering but as well as that at this year's Irish Country Music Awards you're awarded Songwriter of the Year which must be a great uh, acknowledgement of the achievements and of the work you put into the, into your albums and songs yeah no, it
0: was it was, it was, yeah it was great I mean you know I've wrote a lot of songs myself um, released a lot of songs as well original songs and my first six singles were my own songs which you know I think in the Irish country music scene that was kind of <laughs> bit odd, you know. So, uh but I was just adamant that I wanted to do my own thing and thankfully it kind of you know, it worked out well because it kind of gives you a little bit of a distinction when especially when you're starting out, you kinda of need that something to kind of say you know, people talk get people talking, you know. Um if you come out just start singing songs that are out already. It's um it's very difficult to break through, you know, and when I was coming out, you know, Nathan was, was big in the scene and at Lisa had launched and there know, lots of young guys there, so I was kind of had to make a name for myself somehow. You know, and and songwriting kind of was the way that that, that worked for me. You know,
2: and like you said, the songwriting you've um, released a lot of your own like original songs yourself. Could you see a future in songwriting, mm-hmm. or do you prefer performing?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, look, songwriting is just kind of a it's, it's like a what do you call it? it's like a craft really, or it's like a pastime. You know, you kind of I do it. I don't see it as work, you know. I I I do it because I enjoy doing it, and I don't feel like writing. I don't write, you know. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that, really. And yeah, you have to be in the mood for it, and you have to be in the form, and so I, I don't think I could see myself doing it like professionally, as in, you know, full-time songwriting. Now, at the same time, I'd love to be able to take a month off and go to Nashville and write with guys in, in America, whatever. But um, with gigs and stuff, it's kind of it's kind of tough to do. But um, hopefully, down the line. I'll do that but I would, I would never do it full time and, and not perform you know I kind of I love kind of both aspects of it You know, but definitely my favourite part of being a singer is working writing and working in the studio it definitely is you know more so than performing you know
2: and is there like a, sor- a certain source of pride like when you have your own original song and it succeeds rather than a song that's written for you
0: yeah no definitely yeah 100% like I mean you know I, I just couldn't I couldn't release Covers all the time, you know. I couldn't do it. Um, you know, even if if I know it's they're going to work or whatever, or I know it's a great song. I couldn't do it. I, I had. You have to have a bit of yourself in it. I. I think you know to be. Well, I've maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's just my opinion. I feel. I feel yeah. like you have to have a bit of yourself in your songs and a bit of yourself in your show, or, or else it's kind of lost. You're just. You. You know. You might as well just sing. Transform
2: you know, for me right i in, you know, in a almost. corporate band. You know. Yeah.
0: You know, it's it's. Um, otherwise, there's nothing there, you know, for me anyway. Um, and you know, if you're having a bad night or you're, you know, you're not in great form, whatever, and you go out on stage and, and someone sings a song that that you wrote, like at the kitchen table, and you hear a thousand people singing it back, like in in Inverness or somewhere in Scotland, you know, it, that that's that's what it's about for me. Like, and you know, you, you can have your shit up in dances and those those type of songs, but really, get they're great and they're, they're great crowd pleasers, but if you wrote a song yourself, it definitely is a hundred percent different feeling altogether, you know.
2: And do you want me asking that? Did you always want like this? Was this like? Did you have any other like? Before you started off, was performing mm. and making music was that the end goal, or like or so any other like? Did you have to put any other career on hold? Because remember reading? No, def-
0: like, definitely not. I mean, like I, I, I was never. I actually grew up, you know. My dad was gigging as well, and if you asked me when I was. 14, 15, yeah, I was gigging, like, in pubs and stuff, but it, I, I I, would never have said, like, I'm going to go full-time into music, because, um, you know, you're going up, and, you know, he's away a lot, and different things, and I said, you know, if I was ever a family, I probably wouldn't do that, you know, so, um, you know, so I I, would, I fell into it more so, like, I did, did the boy band thing for a while, all right, and then, but came back, and I was in, I was in college, I went to, to Carlo IT, and I studied accountancy, and, um so I was big into that you know I had a good leaving start, thank god so um went back to college went to uni- well first of all I went to university in London uh when DCI finished I went to university in, in University of London and then did a year there and then transferred back two years there and then transferred back to Carlo, and then another year so um I was definitely looking into a probably a uh, the end goal was probably maybe to teach or something like that you know teach accountancy or business and whatever maths um and music on the side, so no, I, I definitely fell into it. Like I wouldn't, I wasn't growing up dreaming I was going to be Daniel O'Donnell, like or whatever, you know. I was, <laughs> it was totally, totally by chance, really.
2: And now you said you're in Spain performing. Do you know Like mm. your songs, to have like a kind of, you have to listen to them. You have to understand them. Performing to like mm. a foreign audience does that make it more difficult to like? I know, like well football. funny enough
0: it's not a foreign audience at all it, they're all smart so all right yeah <laughs> it, it makes you what I mean like it it's a good question like i mean um you know at dances sometimes or lively gigs like the the songs are lost, you know, and that's just the reality of it you know they and that's why probably concerts benefit me as well, you know, because people can actually listen and whatever and they, they get to know the song and know the lyrics for um so yeah, I know it is relevant, but just just here, I know it's, it's all Irish. There's no, there's no Spanish. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't really imagine you, like breaking out a ukulele and then like bursting out something in Spanish. But funny,
0: funny enough, funny enough, we um uh, because of these side thing as well, I've kept in touch with contacts in in Japan, and uh, the Nashville album is pretty much it's well, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but we're we're looking to release it in Japan. So nice. There you go. That'll be that'll be a foreign audience, you know. Mm.
1: And will you be looking then, hopefully, getting a, a Japanese or an Asian tour of the off the album? Would that be on the Yeah, on the that's, cards?
0: that's a, a long term plan, yeah, to do a. To, to release the album. Um, I think Tender is going to be the single out there from the National Album. And yeah, um, there's always like just MTV shows out there and maybe four or five gigs as well of a tour. So um, I did it before with u side and um, that's that's the plan, you know, but it just hasn't. Once we get the deal done um, with the album, then we can kind of plan ahead with that.
1: And is Driver. Like a time when you have to just, you know, sit back and think of how it got to that stage, I mean, where you, you grew up doing your performances and the dances and then now all of a sudden mm. you're looking at having a Japanese audience and things like that.
0: Yeah, like, it's it's mad, you know, when you're in it, I suppose, you just kind of, you work away, like, you know, you, you just, I just keep the head down and kind of work and I don't really worry about what anyone else is doing or whatever and I've always been that way, you know, and my dad's kind of brought us up you know like a gig is a gig like whether it's in a it's in a pub or whether it's um in a church or whether it's in japan it's just a, it's it's a gig you know and that's it's what we do and um whether it's four people or four thousand people you have to put in the same effort, and um you know so that's just uh, you know and, and that's why i think it's, it's great you know it was a great upbringing to have because you're kind of grounded no matter what happens you know whether, whether it takes off and you're you know, one song can change everything, really, and suddenly you're, suddenly you're in, you know, Wembley or whatever, you know, you, you just you just don't know, you know, so, to be grounded, you have to be grounded at all levels, you know, and then, and then I have to thank my dad for, for that, you know, because I, I just enjoy gigging, so, <laughs> whatever happens, happens, you know.
2: And speaking of family, like, were they, were they supportive of your decision to go out and, like, pursue a music career? Like, pursue
0: 100%? Yeah, I think so, because, because his dad was was involved, you know, he always had a job as well, so he had a full time job and music. So maybe he was a bit weary at the time. You know, I didn't go to college straight away, obviously I went to, to London and did the pop scene or whatever, but um he would have always been like, you know, trying trying to get a bit of a qualification or something. Funny enough, I still don't have a qualification. I did three years in college and I didn't finish it so um I have nothing really but um at the same time that side of things comes in handy now with, you know, with my own company obviously now and I'm working away and the, the accounting and the, the financial side of it definitely benefits me now, you know? Um, so, but yeah, that would have been very supportive. I mean, they know kind of, I suppose, without sounding like if if you know, you're kind of at a certain level, they'd be kind of confident enough that, you know, you know, there's gigs, there's gigs everywhere. I was always gigging in, in probes or whatever. If you're, if you're good enough, you'll always get a gig somewhere, you know, um, yeah. so, I think it was it was grand, like, there was never really a concern that, um that I wouldn't, you know, make a living, you know.
1: And, and now, coming from Carlo, um, I mean, the accent there isn't known for, for its, its, its country sound, is there anyone that you, mm. that you had, like, uh, looked up to whenever you were developing your own country voice, I mean, because to hear you, it'd be hard to pinpoint where you're from, from your singing accent, but is there anyone that you look to or do you just sort of develop your own uh, singing voice?
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely would have grown up like listening to a lot of big acts at the time, like when I was growing up with John Hogan, Nick Dex and Ernie, all the Irish country music stars, really. You know, a lot of people say, like, oh, they love American guys or whatever. and Like, I do, like, I went to see Gar Brooks in Co. Park when he was there the last time, whatever. but um, I loved, I just loved Irish country, like, you know, so um, I would have went to see Jimmy Buckley as well and funny enough, Jimmy's on the tour here with me now and... Um Michael English when he was first around and you know, so I, I grew up going to see see these guys but at the same time, as I mentioned earlier, like I never really said like, Oh, do you know I want to I want to do it or one day I'm going to do that or just never I was mad into sport when I was growing up as well, so sport was a big thing for me and um that kind of I suppose distracted me from music as well. So I had lots of things going on. It wasn't just a case of oh I want to be a singer and that's it, you know, obsessed with it. Um uh yeah, but no, I, I would have. Growing up, probably Johnny McAvoy was a great influence to me. He's a songwriter as well. And the way he delivers songs, if you listen to some of my songs, there's a bit of him in it. Like a lot of people say, well, you, know, you remind me of a young Johnny McAvoy. But if I'm around as long as he is, i doing well. You know?
1: Derek, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us there um, about, no er- about everything from your new album to getting to know you a wee bit more.
0: I probably, probably, probably rambled on there a little
1: bit <laughs> no, no no you're gone you're gone no. you're,
0: you're asking good questions you see normally, normally it's just where are you coming or where, where are you touring or what are you doing and you were asking good questions there so. <laughs> no it's, it's, it's lo-
1: lovely to listen to a man with a, with a great passion of what he does
0: oh looks. <laughs> we keep going we keep her list
1: that's wonderful thank you very much Derek for that
0: no matter God bless hey mama what you gotta do to find true love like papa